Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazaran, along with Dave, as always. And uh, we're happy to bring on board tonight with us a special guest that we've had on several times now. Um, really love what uh, what these guys are doing for our military families and uh, wanted to introduce to everybody again tonight, Colonel Nick. Colonel Nick, it is great to have you back. And I can't really think of a better time. You know, we're, we're sitting in that holiday season now, um, you know, thinking about, you know, helping people, how we can help out others. And I couldn't think of a, of a better time to really have a quick conversation around Folds of Honor and what you guys are doing over there. Um, you know, for those that might not have seen some of our past podcasts that we've done together, can you give us an overview of what you all are doing with your foundation? Absolutely. And thank you guys so much. You guys have been such awesome supporters of the organization and honored to be here with you. So the Folds of Honor. So we've been around for about 14 years now. And historically, we have provided educational scholarships to the spouses and kids of military members who have either been killed or disabled while serving the cause of freedom. The cool thing this year in 2022, we opened it up to first responders as well. So we want to take care of those who keep us safe and keep us free. And right now in all 50 states, we have 9,070 spouses and kids going to school, achieving their educational dreams, right? And that could be anywhere from getting a college degree, a master's degree, a doctorate, you know what? And also maybe somebody's going to welding school, learning how to be a carpenter or getting their you know, education for flight school or whatever it might be. Um, and we're just so honored uh, that we can come alongside these families and, uh, and not it's not a handout this is a hand up this is a this is a thank you to these families who have suffered uh so much and you know i take a look at my own life and stuff there's always the accolades and everything else as a military guy coming back from war i was f-16 pilot and all this stuff um but the families are the ones that come along for the ride they don't sign on the dotted line right and um you know they're not part of the ceremony and the parades and everything else so it means a great deal to me personally to be able to give back uh, to these families. And it's a great place where, you know, where sacrifice meets hope, you know, where we can in a very tangible way, come alongside these families and not just say, thank you for your service or welcome home. It's like, we're going to be your wingmen. We're going to walk you through life and we're going to help you achieve your educational dreams is an extraordinary privilege. I love it, man. And we, we, um, we love what you guys are doing over there. Like I said, and, um, it's an honor for us to have you on and get you on our, our podcast as much as we do, because it is such a great thing that you, you all are doing. And in fact, I was, I was floating through your website. Um, and I noticed the first responder thing, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask about that. Cause I thought that was something, um, a little bit newer, um, that I might not have seen before, you know, looking through, looking through your guys's, um, your web pages and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Um, I, I know you guys tout, you know, the financials that you guys do. You guys have, I think, over 90% um, return of what you take in, giving it out to the, the families that, that are, um, you know, getting the scholarships. So I, I know you got some great numbers and you guys do great work to, to really take every dime that you can and, and help as many families as you can. But I love what you said, too, about, you know, it's not just about the higher education. You know, you got guys, like you said, that or, or girls for that matter, um, that maybe want to go to welding school or some sort of trade school that, that really allows them to, to follow that path, you know, that, that, that maybe they're, they're honoring their loved one with, right? So I, I think that's so, so cool for you guys to really be able to do that and be able to support so many families with this. So uh, great job with that as always, man. Uh, thank you so much. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that about the trade schools and stuff too, because it's so important that, you know, not a, you know, college isn't for everybody, right? And um, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with, with you. Uh, for me to become a fighter pilot, I had to go get a college degree. But if there was a way to become a fighter pilot without doing that, I would have 100% uh, taken uh, taken that path, right? And it just it's an opportunity because if, I mean, if you're out there right now, you're trying to build anything. You know, I'm out here at my ranch right now. We're building our permanent house out here, and uh, I tell you what, I have a deep appreciation for skilled labor i do because uh i can't build a house i don't know <laughs> how <laughs> you don't want me building your house right and so it's neat to it's neat to support everybody's educational desires and dreams that's awesome really really cool stuff man um so tell us a little bit about real quick the um corporate support you guys get from some of the companies which which are some of the i mean i'm looking at the list i see some some names on here um the ones that stick out to me are like bushnell you know hunting hunting outdoor stuff i'm looking at on here yeti um budweiser <laughs> that's, that's right I mean, that always belongs outdoors too for sure yeah uh, I, i'm i'm just gonna throw it out there to your audience that uh you know if you're all a bunch of white-tailed midwestern deer hunters like i am right you know you probably like to drink beer on occasion what better way to support the organization than go buy you some budweiser right um Heck but yeah, yeah some so bojangles on here too i see yeah some bojangles <laughs> yeah there's lots of good stuff on there so i i try to focus a lot in the outdoor industry when i'm building our corporate relationships you mentioned yeti you know they're three years into a relationship uh donated over three hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know to support our families which has been absolutely amazing and companies like you know, Sitka have stepped up, Traeger Grills, amazing, uh, Bushnell on the hunting side has been absolutely incredible. And just, you know, just all these organizations and what's cool about this is, you know, there's something very unique and very cool about the hunting community, right? And, you know, that band of brothers and sisters, they come together and get super excited when, you know, October 1st hits for deer season or early September when you're out elk hunting or something like that. And that atmosphere of deer camp, that camaraderie and everything else. So it's really fun for me to be able to go after the companies that um, I enjoy, the, the stuff that I purchase from them and um, has been really, really cool. Um, it, it just is. It's, it's a fantastic community and I love being involved in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I cool. can imagine that needs always there, right? I mean, there's unfortunately more and more people that um, need that help every year for those that that uh, sacrifice um, themselves for, um, you know, us, to be quite honest with you. It, it is for us, everything that they do, um, regardless of where where they are and what, what they did before. I mean, it's it's such a tremendous thing to be able to come alongside those families in their time of need. 
to be able to support them. So I know personally, by the way, um, I donate to you guys. Um, for those that, you know, are looking to do that, it's super easy. I, it took me less than five minutes. I don't even think it took me five minutes by going to uh, foldsofhonor.org and clicking the donate button and filling out all the information. And there's, it's very few fields and it may, they make it super easy to do that. But I also know you guys have a lot of local chapters too, right? And those local chapters, I'm sure are looking for volunteers and help and, and, and people to help organize different events. So um, I, I, I would encourage everybody to go out on that website, look at the locals as well um, and see how you can help out locally uh, along with, you know, along with maybe putting it on your heart to donate as well. No, that's awesome. Thank you for saying that, you know, because our, our chapters out there are the heartbeat of our organization. I think we're up to like 35 chapters right now. A lot of them are in big metropolitan areas, as you can probably imagine. Um, but if you're out there listening, there's something for you at the Folds of Honor, right? Uh, you mentioned our monthly donor, you know, join our squadron, right? Foldsofhonor.org. Uh, click on that squadron tab, 13 bucks a month, you know, um, that's less than your Netflix subscription. And you can get in the fight with us and help change somebody's life. And you know, somebody might ask, like, why the number 13? Well, you can see this flag on my chest right here, right? That triangle shape, that iconic triangle shape of freedom. It takes exactly 13 folds uh, to bring it to that. And each fold means something. And uh, you can check that out on our website. And so thank you very much for that. But you know, probably the most important thing on our website, um, we pride ourselves in storytelling, right? And in going out there and looking at the people you're helping. If you're just interested in us, go out there and take a look at it. And, you know, one of the things too, that we, like I mentioned before that we've done this year is open it up to first responders. And do you realize that there are 244 million 911 calls per year? That means that every second of every day, somebody is responding to your worst day, okay? And um, we're all freedom-loving Americans out there, right? None of this is a red issue, a blue issue. This is red, white, blue. You love your freedom. You love your safety. You can get behind these families. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I Couldn't can. have said any better, for sure. Yeah, I love the first responder thing. I just, I think it's genius because it not only is it, you know, I feel like the right thing to do, it makes sense. It's just there. People are out there, you know, protecting your life in different ways, right? Whether you're military or first responder, it's still doing the same type of thing. Whether you're a fireman, policeman, it doesn't matter. Um, you, they're still out there, you know, doing those things. So it's, it's a, it's very special that you guys have added that in there. And I do think it adds into a whole nother family of, uh, people who would be interested more in the program. Right. So it opens it up to a lot more people who have families in that area. And, and I think would, you know, look at it differently now is my point some of them that maybe before were like on the fence but this is and also i, I did want to point out I, I um i did the math why tim was talking about the the membership is literally like 156 bucks a year so it's not even it's not even that bad like when you do i know people think like monthly auto will be pulled into something but really it's it's like 156 bucks a year uh you could just i mean you could do an annual just donate 200 bucks i mean it's literally same concept, right? You're just doing it one chunk, maybe per year or whatever is easier for you, but a lot of, a lot of good ways to help. But I also think it's really important that we, you know, added in these other section of people. So it's pretty cool. 
No doubt. And, and Colonel Nick, I, we, we love having you on. I, you know, one of the reasons why we love it so much too is that the hunting community in general, right? The hunting, the hunting community in general, I think has a huge heart towards veterans, towards first responders. And we've just always seen this great click and great mesh between what you guys are doing and the hearts of our people that are watching. So I, I think that's, it's, it's awesome to, to bring this awareness to, to, you know, our community, because I think our community, maybe above a lot of other communities have that heart for veterans, um, for first responders. So very, very cool stuff. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about you tonight too. We okay. wanted to talk, we, we wanted to kind of catch up with you personally, because I, I know that you've been on some hunting trips this year. And we just, we wanted to get a shakedown of what you've been up to. How's your hunting, how's your hunting been this year? Man, I tell you what, I have been very fortunate this year. I'll tell you what. So, you know, our, our good friends at uh, Yeti uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, I was honored. They invited me on a on an elk hunt at the UU Bar Ranch in New Mexico. So uh, if you haven't been there, um, it is an unbelievable experience. I mean, it was cool. So it was a management hunt. So uh, and I had a tag for a management bowl, which was really, really cool. And there was just something, you know, I've, you know, I've elk hunted and, you know, here in Oklahoma and out in Utah, but, and there was something super special about this place in New Mexico. When you're into a hundred to 150 elk, every time you go out, it was absolutely unreal. And at first I'm thinking, you know, being a management hunt, okay, this can't be that hard, right? To find, it was actually really, really hard to find a management elk at the UU bar because they have a minimum for their trophy hunts of a three, 330 inch bull, right? Which is just absolutely unbelievable. A beast, yeah. A beast, a beast. And it was, it was, yeah, just massive. And there was uh, plenty of those to go around. So if you're looking for your next elk hunt, I would highly recommend this place. Um, but yeah, man, there's just something super cool about going somewhere. I love going places where I've never hunted before, right? You don't know the environment and the guides were absolutely amazing. I've never been to a place with guides and stuff where the guides weren't absolutely cool and amazing. And, you know, just getting up in the morning, man, watching the sunrise up over the top of the mountains, getting in there on the elk and uh, nothing is cooler in hunting than, you know, being 50, 60 yards away from a bull elk when he's screaming. I mean, it is just like just something that just is a combination of spiritual, something that just gets in your soul and it is just super cool. So I was very fortunate on the second to the last day of the hunt uh, to kill a management uh, bull, which I was happy to do. So he was actually kind of cool. I'm actually doing a European mount with him. So he kind of, you know, he was a five by on one side and then had this weird like nub thing going on the left side made the longest shot I've ever made in my entire life. So it was 450 yards. So this was a, a rifle only hunt and, uh, you know, dropped him in his tracks. And, you know, so it was, it was cool. And what was really neat is that day it had snowed. So no, right, man, that's it, the it, best uh, in New Mexico. So you're up in the mountains then I'm assuming. Oh my God. It was, yes, it was unbelievable. So you were in the snow with the guide and, um, and again, these guys were just awesome. This, this guy I was with, his name was Pat Lobato. He's the head guy to, at the UU bar. 
And uh, you would have thought that we had just killed a 400 inch bull, man. I mean, we were, everybody was so excited and so much fun. And just then, you know, just everything about that environment was super cool. So thank you for asking me about that. Yeah, no worries. So, so how does that work though? So they're running around in a herd. Yes. Well, I guess that's more oh, yeah. of a question. Are they running around in a herd? So then, then once you find like, so you're looking at the herd, I'm assuming there's multiple bulls there. Yep. Once you identify the one that you want to go after, how do you approach that so you can separate them out to get a good shot? Because when yeah. you're shooting rifle, it's not like you can shoot into a herd of animals. No. So this, you got away. <laughs> yeah. So here's what was amazing. So th this day that it snowed, it also got super foggy. Okay. So we're okay. driving, you know, we're, we're going up to the area that we're going to hunt and you can't see 20 feet in front of you. Wow. And, I, and I'm not kidding you, like right before we're about to get out of the truck, this, the fog clears and, you know, we're both, you know, glassing like towards where we can hear the elk bugling and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, there's a massive herd of elk over here, but we're stuck. We're 700 yards away. It's not like you can get out and start, you know, running towards right. them or anything like that. And so we go, hey, let's just sit here for a second. We know exactly where they're at. And I kid you not, five minutes later, another um, fog system comes through, covers up the entire herd. We get out oh and we're <laughs> rifles, everything, and we're pumping. <laughs> I go, I go, get me, at least get me inside of 500 yards. And uh, so we did. I mean, 700 yards, man, that's a, that's a poke. That's, you know, that's. Well, so it's. So uh, 450 500 yards here in michigan so shoot man that's awesome. <laughs> so i'm like let's get there so we we literally haul ass up as as much as two old guys can haul ass up and <laughs> like are at the one and only tree in this field right and then all of a sudden the fog clears again okay so i'm sitting there and we're glassing and like just so happens that this um this management bowl is on the far right side of the herd. Okay. So he's easy to pick out and stuff. So anyway. Hey, and welcome to bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Thank you so much for your support and watching this show here on carbon TV or listening to it wherever you get your podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank the sponsors who help us bring this show to you guys and keep it interesting and fun. I want to thank tanks, cat work truck, camp chef, Cobra Archery, HHA and HHA USA, Mojack, Thorn Broadheads, Victory Archery, Burris, Reveal Trail Cams, Apex Competitions, Heat Hog, Deer Camp Coffee, and Under Armour. Make sure you check out and log on and sign up on the bowhunterplanet.com brand new website. It is simple, it is awesome, and it's a great place to chat bow hunting and archery with a whole bunch of like-minded people. So we'll see you soon, and now, back to the show. You know, I'm going back and forth with Pat and talking about it and everything else, and he goes, yep, man, that's him. He's the second-to-last bull right there, so uh, pop him. So, you know, in, in all uh, transparency, I am very transparent about my hunting. Uh, first shot was high. Okay. Um, so you know what happens after you shoot, right? <laughs> it wakes up everything. Oh yeah. And, but they weren't running, right? You know, so they were just kind of, they were moving from my right to left and, 
in the second shot was was fatal so you know ended up getting them and stuff and i was i was so mad at myself on the first one but uh yeah got it done and you know walked up to the animal and and uh he's in my freezer right now so this is good so did you drop him in his tracks he went about 10 feet he walked about what caliber dropped it it was at uh 300 winchester short mag very cool that's cool that's uh that's some steady hands though there too by the way i mean for well, what, i mean you you say like well get me under 500 500 yards is still that's yeah, that's, a, that's a crazy <laughs> far shot no matter what i mean you gotta you gotta practice you gotta be how you practicing you're doing. that's far that, so no yeah that was that was a poke and um there was no way to lay down right and so i uh you know i would have rather been in a prone position and stuff like that had to stand up um but we had uh the guy pat had a uh really good tripod rest and I was okay. able to get the get the gun and that and get it steady and everything else so it was i felt very comfortable i wouldn't have taken the shot if i didn't feel comfortable no of course of course but i'm just like wow that, i mean regardless that's a great shot i mean to be able to do that standing up you know whether you're resting the gun or not is uh that that's pretty impressive man so now i don't i don't usually do like a, a lot of long range like gun hunting like that so my question would be is what other calibers could you have used or choose from i guess for something like that yeah so i am i am to your audience, to you guys, I have no long range rifle expert by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so the guns that were in camp, so a buddy of mine, um, there, it was me and another veteran. The guy I brought with me um, was a retired Navy SEAL. He's a SEAL Team 6 guy. So I uh, kind of wish he was on here right now because he could really, really talk to this. <laughs> um, but to the you know, best of your knowledge. The- to the best of my knowledge i mean i mean you just can't you can't go wrong with a you know 300 wind mag 300 winchester short mag and stuff like that but a lot of these guys are going with like a 6.5 prc and um and i shot uh, my navy seal buddies 6.5 prc at the range and we were had like you know coke bottle cap groupings at 700 yards it was holy cow unbelievable and that 300 winchester short mag round man it was only 165 grain bullet dropped him i mean wow. just absolutely dropped him it was unreal did you have to compensate for the shot like did you have to aim a little bit high or, or were you sighted in to just go that range now the optics on this so yeah you just uh, you just dial in the moa for 500 yards and it was just spot on very cool man that's awesome. So, yeah. so you got you get to keep the meat, you get to keep everything with that elk when you when you harvest oh, it on that management hunt. Yeah. So what was really cool is that you know so I live here uh, just outside you know northwest of Tulsa, but for about forty five minutes, and so it was about a nine hour drive to UU Bar. So I li- literally loaded up every Yeti cooler I own uh, in the back of my truck and took it with me. So we got <laughs> you know we we got him quartered out and obviously pulled the you know. Um, backstrap tenderloin and all that stuff out put them in game bags and loaded up and brought it back and got it processed and yeah so it uh it worked out great um i'm too cheap to (laughs) i don't know if you've ever paid to have meat shipped back but it's not cheap and stuff and i will never do that again so like any of these big hunts and stuff i get to go on my truck and my yeti coolers going with me i like it yeah did you did you also have somebody pack it out for you too hopefully or did you do it no so yeah we had a group of guys there to do it but but just so happened you know we just got fortunate with that where we were we could literally drive the truck up to where the elk was oh that's awesome and stuff yeah so we were able to get it get it back to camp get it hung up and i uh, got everything taken care of there 
Very cool, man. What a, what a, uh, what a hunt to remember for sure. And thanks to Yeti for, for, for doing that. And, uh, obviously they're good sponsors of you guys too. So that, that's, that's pretty cool stuff, man. Oh yeah. Um, exciting. You, you, so is that, that the only hunt you did this year? Or you got other, you got some other hunts that you did as well. So out here at my ranch, uh, Bogey's Ranch, who's named after my um, awesome uh, yellow lab who passed away a few years ago and stuff. So I've been on this place for about two years. We're actually living out here right now. In fact, I'm living in about 500 square feet in my barn. I built a lodge in this while my, while my, house, is, uh, while my house is being built, which is why I'm huddled over here in the corner while my, while my wife's in the back of the lodge. Um, but the deer hunting on this place, so if you're familiar with Oklahoma, we're in Osage County, which in my humble opinion is the best deer hunting county in Oklahoma. And, um, you know, last year I took an approach with hunting. I'm like going, I told you know, my oldest daughter hunts with me. I said, all right, we're not killing any bucks this year. And we take a couple of does. Let's see what's on the property, see what's going on this year. Um, and I had a, you know, an active, you know, feeding program, you know, feeders out protein and all that other stuff and monitoring deer year round. And it just blew up in population out here it was unbelievable. I had at least five different shooters wow. uh, on the, pro wow. on the property. Um, but in, when the rut kicked in, in Oklahoma this year, I mean, it's like God flipped the switch and I mean, it was on, I mean, it, deer were going crazy out here. My cameras are all blown up everywhere. I've got you know, Bushnell trail cams out everywhere. And, uh, and I told my daughter, it's like, okay, it's, it's time to get in the woods. So, you know, I took my brand new Hoyt Venom out there in the woods and uh, with a lot of the product that you guys sent me, by the way. So thank you very much. Very and, cool. Uh, awesome. And um, so brand new stand I had just put up in this big, tall eight point walked out and uh, about 20, no, actually ended up being 35 yards, kind of quartering away and got the job done and a uh, short tracking nice. job. And yeah, it was super cool. And, and you know, what's exciting is that, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, th with 30 years in the military and stuff like that, I never thought I would be able to be in a place where I could ever own my own place. Right. And, you know, yeah. God really just, you know, blessed us and, you know, put this place in our path and able to do all these things. And, you know, thankful to, you know, my wife, who's a real estate agent who you know, really did all the hard work and making sure that this thing, this deal got done. Um, but just, I mean, it was, I was like, after I shot this buck, man, it was almost like tearful afterwards because you're just like going, wow, and this cool. is my place. Right. And, you know, and being able to, you know, jump in my Polaris and grab it and haul it back and, everything else is it's just awesome. is really is really really cool truly a blessing how, how much land are you on so i'm on 65 acres it hunts bigger nice. than 65 acres uh because there's a lot of you know i go from you know 900 foot elevation down to 300 feet so i got two big ravines and creeks and um it's all hardwood oak trees that produce acorns and stuff like that so it is oh, it is nice. like a deer hunter's deer hunter's paradise but i'll, I'll tell you what if, if you guys will allow me my favorite hunting story of this year though so i have a young lady who works for me uh, her name is casey okay uh and our ad agency idea ranch hosts a deer camp uh every year and uh one of their team members called me and said hey man we've got an extra tag do you want to bring somebody and i go i would really like to bring casey All right casey has never shot a gun in her entire life right so i brought her out and i was like okay I've got this really cool brand new Ruger 308 and just got it sighted in and stuff. So come out, let's shoot it and stuff like that. Man, man, she did great. Right. And, 
so we go out to deer camp and so i'm sitting with her the entire time and it was the last day so we're sitting in this really cool spot called the bowl and the rut is on man i mean I, there is deer everywhere bucks everywhere and um and you know what it's like right you're trying to get a buck to stop oh yeah during that time of year man it is like you're you're working it we had five minutes of shooting light left okay on the very last day and this buck comes busting out of the woods chasing two does and um he's about a hundred yards away and i literally scream like a three-year-old schoolgirl. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was so passionate about making sure that Casey could shoot this buck. Um, I screamed like a three-year-old schoolgirl. I actually got this buck to stop three different times. I had to stop it three different times because Casey was having a hard time getting Finding him in it. the scope. Yeah, getting him yeah. in the scope. And I tell you what, man, she put it right in the twelve ring and dropped him in his tracks. And I have never been so excited on a deer hunt in my entire life. It was super cool. Those are the best, man. I, I, I tell you, being there, and I've been there for a couple of firsts. Um, Dave's son and my son and, and some others. And uh, man, those th those are amazing moments to in, in, to see not only them succeed, but to be able to witness and be there with them and help them out with it is. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff, man. So that that's awesome that I, I love, I love the fact obviously that you're hunting, but I love it even more that you're trying to get other people to experience that and enjoy that. So that that's really cool, man. Really, really uh, cool. She, well, thank you. She's hooked, man. I mean, she's like, all right, I'm ready to go back next year. And you now I'm helping her pick out a rifle and, and all the other things. Um, but what's neat is like, you know, is if you're in a position where you can take somebody who has never hunted and take them hunting and give them that gift and stuff, because it's likely something that they have a misperception on and they don't understand, but being around that environment in deer camp and the respect that we as hunters have for the animal and the environment and stuff and share that gift with somebody is, uh, is a really, really cool gift to give. Right on, man. That's what we love around here too is, uh, we always talk about the next generation and, and keeping this uh, keeping this sport alive because for a long time dwindling numbers and quite frankly, um, you know, I think I think we're still kind of heading in the wrong direction with the uh, the amount of hunters that are still coming on board. But uh, you know, it's always great to hear people like you and, and and anybody. And it's not you know anybody can do it if you got spare time, if you got properties to go to, um, you know, let somebody take a chance. And I and, and like you said, I. I've never heard a story, maybe just because of people that we talk to, but I've never heard a story where somebody took someone out hunting, had a successful hunt, and they said, no, nah, I never want to do it again. Not once. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. You, you get the excitement of that. And, I, and I'll tell you what, this day I took Casey out. I told her, I go, this is an absolute gift from God today because I have never seen this amount of rut activity. And we, I mean, we saw three different shooter bucks. I mean, does are running. I mean, it, it was absolute uh, chaos. Uh, out there and I said you're you're getting your PhD in deer hunting That's today cool. because it was it was just absolutely crazy and she did a, she did a great job next doctor it'll be you teaching her how to gut it right and her oh 100 percent oh, yeah 100 yes it's first like, one's will, free the first <laughs> one's free but after that it's yeah. on you first one's free <laughs> the second I was gonna say some of my favorite hunts were um besides kid stuff of course those were excellent but like um some of the best hunts to me are always hunts where I go with people. So for instance, uh, 
I was invited to the hunt on a friend of mine's land, Sean Meisner, and I went there and then we, we didn't hunt together. We had it on an L and I was on one side of the field. He was on the other and we we're, you know, bow, bow hunting. And this buck came out and I had just the first time I ever played with a crossbow it just became legal in Michigan. It was this Horton, I don't know, 150 summit or something. And it was, I, I, first off, I was never used to it. So I was like, let me see what happens. This nice 10 point comes out. And before this, Sean told me, he's like, you know, we're the whole day. We're at his house having a great time. Excited about the, going on this hunt. He's like, listen, man. He's like, don't shoot a doe. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm telling you, just don't shoot a doe. You're going to see a lot of does. Just let them go. And eventually one of the bucks will come out. Cause I know they're out there. I'm like, okay. So I do what he says. There's does all over us, like 30 doe. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I could easily get a doe. And then sure enough, the spike comes out. Now four point comes out. And then this 10 point walks out. I'm like, oh my God. So I fire and miss. This is the best part. So I put this crossbow, I fire, and I miss this buck. It runs to the middle of the field. And Sean's sitting in the, I can see Sean up and thinking, now nah, I'm really embarrassed though. Cause I'm like, God dang, I just missed this buck on this dude's land. An idiot. With I, a crossbow. With a crossbow too, <laughs> out of all things. And I, and so he's up in the, he's, and so this is strangest thing happens. This cat comes out out of nowhere. A freaking kitty cat comes out underneath Sean's stand. That buck. <laughs> All the does are gone. So it's just the buck in the middle of the field. He, and I think he put a decoy out. That's what it was. He took an actual 3d deer. You shoot at with a bow and put it in the middle of the field and all the does came out around it, but they didn't go near it. But when the does scattered, the buck ran to that decoy and just acted like everything was good. Cause there was still a doe out there. This worked unbelievable. So this cat comes out, the buck sees the cat and I'm not kidding you. He charges it. He like literally runs for this cat with its head down. And it, but the thing about it is it's right under Sean's stand. So it scares the cat away, turns and he smokes this buck. Like, I'm like, Oh, and I got all this on film. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, you know? And so it turned out to be an amazing hunt, you know, a lot of fun. But also I was going to say is a lot of my favorite hunts were ones where I went with people and either we did like a, a double or one of us hunted and I didn't or something like I go with sit when I sit with somebody, it's always the best. Like, I just, I feel like there's a lot to it. There's a lot of excitement. Like, is it going to happen? Is it not? Is it going to turn the right way? There's just a lot to it. I always felt like, man, these, I sent you an email actually just a minute ago with a couple of links to some of my favorite hunts I did with when Struther Archie was around back in the day, they invited me to come hunt with them, the marketing guy. And we called it Strutherville because it was a 300 acre lot that they owned. And we were just doe hunting realistically. And it was yep. so cold. It was like 18 degrees. I'll never forget it. We're in climbing tree stands. We climbed up and pulled up our bows and we like literally shot two does in one sit. It was so cold though. And the snow, I mean, I'll never forget it, but to me, those are awesome memories for sure. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. That's good stuff, man. Well, Colonel Nick, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. It's uh. We'll, we'll obviously have you on, you know, again and, and get got caught up on um, all that Folds of Honor continues to do with um, with the great foundation that you guys have rolling there. And, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough again this time of year. You know, if you, our viewers are listening, you're watching, go check them out, foldsofhonor.org. A um, lot of good content on there. Um, and just take a look. I, I think once you kind of see what they are actually doing and the benefits that they're, they're, they're providing to, to all these families um, that have given something to us, you know, that, that I think giving a little bit back to them is, is well worth it. 
So th thank you, Colonel Nick, for joining us at always. Uh, hope you have a great holiday season here. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and, and to you and your family and everything. And uh, we just appreciate what you're doing, man. Awesome. Well, back to you guys, too. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for the awesome support that you give us and allowing us time on your uh, platform and to your viewers out there, you know, happy hunting the rest of the year and absolutely Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Very good. Thanks, Colonel Nick. Thank Thanks. You. Merry Christmas. The Bow Hunter Planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.